Welcome to the Jan Arden Show. That's right, the Jan Arden Show. Welcome, everyone. Caitlin is still with us, and uh, we're very happy about that, and I'm going to tell you why. Caitlin and Sarah Burke are both here right now. I mean, I'm just, just giving you a little preface to what's going on today. So when the layoffs, the... The big headlines. Whatever you want to call that, that happened last couple, in the last couple of weeks with Bell, 4,800 4, people lost their jobs in media. News departments, Caitlin, as you know, has been at Chum Radio in Toronto for 13 years. And she, unfortunately, was one of the people that lost their jobs in a massive cut to save money and to all those things or whatever they're, whatever they're saying that the reasons are, which were pretty lame as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but I basically got, you know, told that Caitlin was no longer on our podcast. And so I opted to move forward. And it's as simple as that. I'd have no animosity. I just, I'm like no man left behind. Uh, we've been working together for, you know, three going on four years, Caitlin and myself. And of course, Sarah and I have been together last year and a half when Caitlin was on mat leave and, and, uh, having her baby. And, but anyway, we're a team and we've definitely established that the Jan Arden show is Jan, Caitlin and Sarah. And when that happened, I just felt like, well, it's time to move our show to another network, which is drum roll, Sarah Burke's brand new network. It's one of her dreams. One of the things she's been working on. Uh, the Women in Media Podcast Network. And so this is our new home. Nothing changes, folks. You find us, the Jan Arden Show. We're figuring out a couple of things, but don't worry about it. We're going to, we'll be on YouTube. You'll be able to find us, Spotify, iTunes, like wherever you're listening to us right now. Don't worry about all those things. We're going forward. So there really isn't a cog in the machinery. There's just a few legalities that we have to sort out because that's what you have to do. But Caitlin, I know you can't say a lot of things because that's just how it is on your end as well, but welcome to the new Jan Arden show. And this is an exciting time. And and maybe you can speak to, you know, kind of how you've been feeling and the emotions tied up with, you know, all these years spent with some amazing people, you know, Roger and Marilyn and Jamar and you know, a whole team of people and so much good memories. And I, I'm sure it's quite heartbreaking for you to have been let go. Uh, I will say that it is, uh, it's weird. It's like kind of weird. disorienting because so much of your identity is tied up in what you do, right? Think of how much more time you spend at work than you do almost anywhere else. So that piece of it is odd. I will say I feel really great. <laughs> <laughs> um Look, at, I've been through so much in the last like few years of my life. And as a result of all that I've been through, I have built up or, you know, added on to my own personal resilience. So I was a bit like, mm, I got this. So there was an overwhelming sense of like, I'm fine. Yeah. Did you see it coming? Yes and no. Like, yes, generally, no specifically, but like kind of like I, I wasn't overwhelmingly like I wasn't shocked. You know, the way that I think some people may be when this happens. Yeah. Um, but like I've been on, look, I just got back from mat leave six months ago. Like I've been on a mat leave. I was on a grief leave before after Sam died. So like I have had space away from the identity of just being who I am at work as a result of my personal life. And so 
that has really made it so that like I know who I am like with or without this job yeah and I know who my close friends and who my contacts are and I I I know myself so the one thing that's like amazing and I think about this in the context of just how many people lost their jobs so 4,800 people that's a lot a lot of people that's a lot of people and most people get let go and no one really validates them or the work that they did like no one really says anything to them you know maybe they go for drinks with a couple co-workers and they're like oh this is the worst and you know your partner or your friends say you were so good like they're idiots like everyone tells you the reinforcement things right but i got to work in a public facing industry and i have some of the kindest most compassionate intelligent forthcoming incredible listeners who all then immediately jump into action to support you to lead comments, to DM you, to like uh, Meredith Shaw posted a thing. And then she said, girl, my DMs are flooded. Yeah. She posted a nice message about me. And, you know, you, Jan, you posted a supportive post. Marilyn posted a supportive post. Like Jay Michaels, who, you know, we might know on Toronto Radio's Mad Dog, he posted stuff like John Moore texted me, like, you know, the overwhelming support I just don't, and I don't think that that's there for necessarily everyone who was let go the same day as me. Might not happen in the dental office. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I don't know that it happened in the marketing department. So like that isn't lost on me. So I will say like, and I'm not saying this just to be like, I'm not trying to be toxically positive at all. I'm not like that as a person. It's gratitude. I really am. You're not that positive. You're not that positive. I know. (laughs) Guys, I'm not. I'm mostly cynical, but like... I'm really positive about the next step. I'm really excited about the next steps. And I'm just so thankful for the listeners and my my coworkers and my colleagues and my friends in the industry and the experience. Like I never went to school for radio. Um, This was a happy accident for a career. I didn't work in small markets and then work my way to the big market. Like I started on this show. Oh, wow. So yeah. So like that is like, it's, I'm a bit of a unicorn in that sense when it comes to the radio world. So like, I'm happy for it. I love being on the air. I love talking to people, maybe just to save my marriage so that Kyle doesn't like divorce <laughs> me so that because I'll talk his ear off without it. Like, I will not stop doing this. Like if that means I'm just doing it on social or on podcasting, or I go to another station or who knows what will happen. But like, I just I love the world we live in now where I can immediately hop on a podcast, go to social media, like, the way that it goes when you get laid off is like, you're done. You have to give two weeks notice, but you sure don't get it. So it's like a lot of people are like, oh, we never got to hear your final show or say goodbye. This is you controlling your narrative right now. Yeah. And like, that's just the way it goes. Like, it's not personal it's business. Like, you know, you can't, like, I don't worry about it. And now I get to go say goodbye on my own platforms and with you guys. I'm like, it's kind of all good. Like, it's kind of all And good. you can't personalize those kinds of no. unilateral layoffs. You cannot personalize that someone has singled you out. You literally come up, you know, when they're, when they're literally crunching numbers <laughs> and stuff like that. No, but I mean, it's not like there's anybody vilifying Caitlin Green or doing, I really believe that. It's very hard. Like even our prime minister did make a very public statement about these sweeping layoffs and what it did to media. Local news departments have been devastated right across the country. Um, And it does. It does. It is kind of demoralizing to I loved looking at local news. I don't want to see my news coming from the central office in Toronto. I don't. 
I don't want to get it on your morning. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't. I want to know what's happening in my city. There's just a kind of information that's really quite charming. And you would know that better than me, both of you being, being in media. But anyways, we're thrilled to have you here. We're thrilled to be able to carry on with the Jan Arden Show. We have big plans. There's so many things that we've wanted to do that we kind of haven't been able to do because there's so many legal implications of, you know, we, we want to do live shows with the podcast. We'd like to invite you guys to theaters at some point and, and have you... That, that Every time. Phone again. It's, it's, probably, it's probably your lawyer going, stop talking to her. It's, it's our lawyers. <laughs> but we do. We, we want to get some merch for the podcast. You know, I've long been thinking about this and, and talking about it with my office to get, you know, something like a, an, a you so know, a, a reusable, yeah, a totally do t-shirt. And uh, we need totally do merch. <laughs> like we absolutely do. We definitely need it. I love merch. I'm obsessed with it. And I can't wait for us to have Caitlin is actually starting her career in design as soon as we log off. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have our pictures on a t-shirt, like the three of us knuckleheads. We're going to have a nice or are not nice pictures of us. And, and uh, you know, we're going to start giving away some t-shirts and giving away some stuff. You know, if we have to do that to encourage you people to ask questions to participate, to leave us voicemails. If you think you're going to get a goddamn t-shirt, well, maybe you're going to log on and have an opinion. But Caitlin, it's really exciting. I think the best is yet to come. What a great time for you to, you know, reevaluate, but you are going to be really missed. And I know that all your fans are so glad to be able to hear, you know, all the great updates that are coming in, you know, what's happening in entertainment and what's going on in the award shows yeah. and who's wearing what and, and all which. the goddamn reality TV. Speaking of which, go ahead, Sarah. What? Well, how could we? Launch this new voyage without Caitlin and Super Bowl thoughts, the halftime show. Yes. Okay, go. The halftime show, much like the game itself, I found very boring for the first half. <laughs> you, you mean that the Usher's dance moves didn't make anything flutter anywhere? No? The first half was just not what I wanted it to be. I found myself very like, can you do more of that song? Oh, we're already into the next one. Oh, what? Like, I was kind of like, I know the medley was to be reflective of his journey in R&B. Some songs were left out. We didn't get OMG. We didn't get Love in This Club. We didn't get You Make Me Wanna. Oh, yeah. um, we did inexplicably get an Alicia Keys song, which I was like, okay, I love yeah. Alicia Keys, but like not right now. <laughs> and then um, so there were a few things where I was like on the production side, I honestly just would have tweaked. Like, it's not that I don't think Usher's a fantastic, talented performer. I think he did a great job. I just was like, why this song for this long with this person in this way? Like the producer and me came out and I was like, he should have been on roller skates for way longer. Like That was yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah, I don't know a lot about football, but it, nothing seemed to happen there for a long time. It started happening in overtime. Yeah. I think that's when the yeah. actual game started is when they went to overtime. Then I feel like things started getting going. And it's so funny. I've heard someone say in what world was, you know, Kelsey, David Letterman calls him Kelsey Grammer. I think it's so funny. <laughs> you could hear he was talking about the game and in what world wouldn't wouldn't uh, the Chiefs win and stuff. And he kept saying Kelsey Grammer. He goes, who is it? Travis Kelsey. He goes, what was I saying? Kelsey Grammer. Oh, my God. It was so fucking funny. For the record, the morning of the Super Bowl, Jan texted us in our group chat, go Jets. <laughs> Well, that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I felt, but, uh, 
Now, I, I don't know, maybe, Caitlin, you know this. Do do performers get paid for the Super Bowl performance? No. They don't. So when did that start? Because back in the day, they did get a fee, but now they undertake production. They undertake expenses of the artists, like flying in, flying out, that kinds of things. But I actually think the artists paid for their own production fees, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, I, I do think. I don't know why I think that. I'll Google this. Sarah's fact check. So they got to pay everyone that's dancing on the field? Like what? What? When I say artist, I think it might be ultimately their label, perhaps, or, you know, whatever. Just it's not like I don't know that the NFL does this. Or maybe it's Pepsi because isn't it sponsored by Pepsi? Anyways, the NFL covers travel expenses and parking (laughs) things. But other than that, travel and production costs, all of the performers singing at the Super Bowl are singing for free. Yeah. I can't see them. I mean, an artist would have to undertake millions of dollars in production costs. I mean, promotional value of being mm. at the Super Bowl halftime show is like cannot be overstated, really, because like even just from this, the uh, skyrocketing on the charts of Usher's songs. Also, Usher, I was like, oh, his roller skating is so badass. It was so great. And it was. He owns a chain of roller rinks now. He's trying to bring back like roller, like music, like 70s. I'm down with that. Totally. So he, you know, then people, they'll wear merch. If they have clothing, they'll wear, if you're Rihanna, you'll wear your beauty line, you'll wear your own stuff. And then he's going to obviously be going on tour. Maybe they have new a new album to promote. Maybe they have a movie that they're going to be in. And he got married. Oh, I didn't even know. He got married uh, he, or he's engaged. Look that, look that up, Sarah. Like th- th- there's a whole thing that he had this ring and there was a whole thing. Oh. Caitlin, I was counting on you to know the whole thing. His longtime girlfriend, they either got married during, after or during or engaged. What, what does it say? Usher married his girlfriend right before <gasps> his Super Bowl performance. Jen Gochiochi? Gochiochi. Gochiochi. Right before. Isn't that nice? That's pretty cool. They started dating and got engaged in February 2007. And they have two children together. Oh, wow. Long time, long time. Okay. Oh, so she's been been there. She's been through some things. Okay. Well, very good. Truthfully, I don't... Like, honestly, Usher has been very off the pop culture radar until this moment. Like, really. For a long time. He's had his amazing shows in Vegas. Reviews have been great. But that's kind of been his bag. And yeah. so um, this was really like, I think, a, a celebration of the longevity of his career, how many yes. hits he had, how impactful he was. The first concert I ever went to go see was Janet Jackson's Velvet Rope Tour and Usher was her opener. Oh, wow. wow. And this was when he had just released My Way. And I'll tell you, chairs on a stage have never seen so much action in their life. I mean, <laughs> those chairs left the stage pregnant. Either Oh, my goodness. Usher, Usher or Janet, like they were well used. I'll say that. I will say the sense memory of Usher's songs, like when I was in high school, like hearing even the little snippet of them, oh. I was like, oh my God, I'm suddenly thinking about my ex-boyfriend and oh, like feeling very odd. <laughs> like I'm smelling yeah. like Clinique happy for men. Well, music it causes a visceral, like a physical reaction in, in people. It, it brings back memories instantly of high school. Yes. I, I can hear things from Bob Seger and I am standing in the field with my hair braided down the back of my head with a stubby Lethbridge Pilsner beer bottle in my hand and somebody's truck doors are open and there's a bonfire going. You know, we all smelled like we'd been fighting forest fires for six months when we got home from these parties. And to this day, I will never, ever not travel back in time to that memory of standing there and having your whole life in front of you and feeling like, oh, I'm not going to make out with anybody. 
again at this party, like no boys like me and, and, you know, looking at people off in the trees, like kissing away. And I just, I just remember that feeling of standing there going, Oh gosh. Seven minutes in heaven, I guess, in your childhood was a little different than ours. There was no closet. It was just a bush. (laughs) Yeah. We were, we were just, we were just out in the trees, but it was so much fun. I don't think we realized how carefree we were and, and what a different world we were heading into. But yeah, I, I totally get that, Sarah, of, of just Wait, music. what was your Bob Seger song? We've got tonight, Sheena Easta. We've got tonight. Who needs tomorrow? What is it? Why don't we stay? <laughs> I love Bob Seger. I friggin' love him. I discovered him during the pandemic lockdown. What? And yes, I was never, I never grew up listening to Bob Seger. But I don't know why I got into, like many people, a nostalgia kick of like, you know, wanting my playlist to harken back to a simpler time when I wasn't stuck indoors. And so I started getting suggestions on all my playlists and it started suggesting Bob Seger and my husband grew up listening to Bob Seger. And I'll tell you now, my memory of Bob (laughs) Seger is the lockdown. And so I love Fire Lake, but Ramblin' Gamblin' Man, I'll tell you, if I like... If I ever had to escape the police, I would do it with that song on. Like very specific. <laughs> that song is so good and like night moves and anyways, I love Bob Seger. I would I would see him if he went on tour. Well, the thing about having a career like that with Bob Seger, Bob Seger for some reason was like kind of like a thumb with eyes. I say that with love in my heart. You know, you've heard me say that before. He could have walked through a, a, a Walmart on a busy Saturday afternoon and no one would have known who he was. Oh, I know. He didn't have one of those phases where you're like, Tina, Tina, oh. that's Bob Seger. Tina, look. <laughs> like he could just walk through because he looked like everybody. The black beard. It, it, you know, maybe someone would have said, Tina, there's the guy from Alabama. Like he just didn't. <laughs> you would never know him now. The guy is alive yeah. and well. My only yeah, other yeah. Bob Seger tale that I have is he worked with Bob Rock. And Bob, and this is a true story. He apparently has a lazy boy chair that travels in an anvil huge case, a huge case. The case lifts off, like three guys lift it off, and it's a chair that he sings in. So imagine him singing Fire Lake, sitting in a in a lazy boy chair with a mic on a boom stand. And that's the chair that he sings in when he records his records. I kid you not. Wow, that's not good for the diaphragm. I love him, <laughs> and I could not love that story more. It's so perfect and apropos. If you look at him on his album cover art, that is a man who records in a lazy voice. Yeah. I mean, that, it is like so on brand. He just needs to be sitting there and doing his thing. But uh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. Beyonce, guys. Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce. I know, I know Caitlin had lots of yeah. thoughts on this. So. How awesome to just drop a little secret announce via Super Bowl commercials. What were your thoughts on that? Well, because Jay-Z is the music director of the Super Bowl now with the NFL. Like he's in charge of their like music partnerships. So um, it did not surprise me. I thought something was coming. I figured when we saw her at the Grammys and she was very um, cowgirl chic, like it was a very intentional, almost music video look for her. I was like, oh, she's doing something with Houston because she's from Houston. Uh, yeah. Exciting that she worked with a bunch of Canadian producers. I think Bulo is one of the producers on her new Bulo, song. Lowell, yeah, 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 two, um, and I forget the last one, but yeah, three, three so Canadian like, writers on the song. I, I feel like her and Taylor are ruling the world right now. They are, yes. They are. Did you guys see the album art or the cover art, like for the oh, song? It's hot. It's hot. Yeah. I was like, 
That is the world's smallest heart. <laughs> yeah. Jan, do you know the heart we're talking about? No. It's covering her little lady area. Her ding ding. <laughs> well, I would actually need a human heart, like, plunked in front of me that was taken off of a cadaver. Well, a cadaver. So, you know, <laughs> cadaver? Cadaver. 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 One thing I've really enjoyed over the last, like, two days is, like, hearing friends who work in country music, like, the debates. People are pissed, like, is this country the debate? Is this country music? And everyone's like, she's from Houston. She belongs there, too. And also, when Lil Nas X did Old Town Road, everyone oh, yeah. was like, this isn't right. Like, he's a hip-hop artist. Go back and look up the history of black cowboys in the U.S. Like, there is a ton of them. It's just not, like, what... They started is- the genre. Yeah. Like, this is the whole, you know, so yeah. I feel like there is room for everybody, and Beyonce is Beyonce, and if she wants to do country, she's going to kill it at that. Our genre's starting to get kind of tired anyway and a little bit frayed at yes. the edges. I mean, yeah. when yeah, I absolutely. when I look at... I have 15 albums on streaming devices, it, depending on what cut you look at, I've seen country, alternative, independent, uh, adult contemporary, uh, to pop. I've seen everything. I've I, They've called some of my stuff country. And I'm not the one putting the labels on me. It's who's yeah. ever listening. So uh, I, I think those the, the lines are becoming blurred for sure. And I don't know you why. You wear a cowboy hat at the Junos this year. I'm just start, I will not be it. at the Junos. So don't okay. worry about that. I don't think I even, I, I where are they? They're in Newfoundland, aren't they? Halifax this year. Halifax. Well, that'll be a rocking good time. Oh, that'll be fun. When is that? I want to go. March. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, oh. Caitlin, I don't know if I'm covering for them this year or not on the red carpet, but if I'm going and if I have a room, you are welcome to join. Hell yeah. yeah. That's right. Anyway. I have so many friends in Halifax. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> and I also want to say, and I shouldn't bring this up, but I'm going to do like a Beyonce thing right now. Rick Mercer and I are going on tour. Oh, and, yeah, uh, it. We're, we're, we're doing 17 shows from Newfoundland to Vancouver Island. And we're going to be out at the, the big arena uh, out in St. John's. So I think that those dates start happening the end of April and we're going to put the uh, on sale up pretty quick. But uh, I think uh, it's going to be really fun. And we're literally just talking about the Rick Mercer report, the stuff that we've done, our books, our friendship. And it's a really funny night. Like, uh, you know. So you do it together. It's not two sets. No, we're, we're, it's not stand up. We're sitting out there in chairs. We've got microphones and we take audience questions. So look for that. Rick wants to call the tour, will they or won't they, an intimate night with Jan and Rick. So I I said, are we going to have adjoining rooms? He goes, wait till I tell you about the time when I had an adjoining room with Conrad Black. I'm like, oh, God. You're like, save it for the show. Save it for the show. That's exactly what I said. I I said, I can't talk about that right now. Please stop. But girls, we're on so an adventure. Good. This is, you know, yes. this is really big. And, 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 I, and I just need to speak to it again about, you know, sticking it out with your friends. Loyalty is so important. And, you know, sometimes you can't let Big Brother kind of wield its anonymous arms over your head and expect you to kind of go along with the status quo. And I, and just on a personal note, I feel like I was very underestimated uh, by, you know, a group of people that really probably don't know anything about me. And and like I said earlier, it was a, one of those unilateral decisions that wasn't meant to be personal. But when you're at the other end of those decisions, and it is personal, everyone seems quite surprised by, 
you know, making decisions based on, well, no, these are my friends. These are my coworkers. These are the people that I love to work with. And so I'm sorry, but our show has to just go on in a little different way. And if you're finding yourself in those situations, wherever you are, you got to trust your gut and make sure that you know that those decisions are always the right decisions. Even if it doesn't feel like the safest place when, when things start happening, you're like, oh, but what if, and all oh, those guys, and that might happen. Just human connections and the people in your life, that's what makes up our lives. That's what makes it, it's, it's not an invisible corporation. Go ahead, Sarah. Do you know that you showed more leadership in this decision that you've made than any leader I've ever worked for before? Oh, well, thank you. I, I'm, it's too bad that I have to let you go. Um, (laughs) no, but thank you, Sarah. It's an easy decision. And I'll tell you what, it's a heck of a lot easier when you're 61. It it is. It is for sure. But I I think, you know, our listeners already know this, but like, let me give a resounding confirmation that like, as the kids would say, Jan is a real one, like truly the real deal. And so there's, you're not like putting on any front like ever actually, and you're willing to stand up for what you believe in. And uh, that's just, it just shines through all the time. It's damn near inspiring. So I mean, oh my God, people love cry. it. But I know, I know without even having to take a beat that both of you would do the same thing for me. You would not leave me behind. If it was your show, Sarah, if it was your show, Caitlin, and this is our show, I'm not, this is definitely our show. Yes, my name's on it for all accounts and purposes, intents and purposes rather, but you would do it for me. So it's an easy decision. You know, I'm so grateful to be a little further ahead of you guys years wise, because I am the crone in the trees with the stick and I, (laughs) and I will not be bullied, even if it's in a general kind of underhanded, passive-aggressive sense, because it is bullying. And I do want to inspire other people. It was an easy decision to make, and we're going to have a lot of fun, and the best things are yet to come. I I think, you know, Caitlin, you spoke to this a couple days ago when we were when we had lunch together right after it happened. Well, that was crazy good timing. Like, seconds later, like, Caitlin's like, I'm actually going to meet you at lunch with Marilyn and Chris. I'll be there. And I'm like, what? What is going on? Because my mind was reeling. And um, we had a we had lovely pasta. Like, as I said, I truly am good. So yeah, but I mean, it was it was a shocking thing. It was, you know, when you when you got your cardboard box and you're walking out of your space after so many after over a decade. But you were just like, there's so many opportunities presenting themselves. I, I need time to think about this. But There's, you know, A, my son and my husband. How wonderful is that? Totally. And, um, you know, you have to recognize when the universe or whatever you believe in, when you're presented with change, and I'm not particularly fond of Nietzsche, change in order to be effective must be radical. And he said a lot of really racist, horrible things too, but I've always believed that sometimes that little change never has interested me, like increments It's just like, just jump in the water. There's nothing like sticking a toe in. It's very painful going in an inch at a time. Just jump. Yeah. We'll call it the cold plunge. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, big big risk, big reward. You know, that is really true. And and you know what's funny is that, uh, again, so many amazing people have messaged me. And thank you if you are one of them. Like, I really do read and try to respond to all of them. 
Um, but I had two professional astrologers and one tarot card reader reach out Ooh. to me after this happened. And they both were like, oh, this is supposed to happen. This is the best thing. This is like just all these amazing, encouraging, validating things. And because you you question a lot, you're processing it. Uh, and I just thought to myself, the response has just been so overwhelmingly positive that I can't feel any way about this other than grateful and good and happy. Like I really just feel, I just feel good. And I'm so happy to be working with you guys. And I'm just so, so excited to maybe go on tour and maybe yeah. have merch and yeah. just do all the great things we want to do. Well, exactly. We just want to involve the listeners so much more. And we just have so much more freedom, you know, as far as, you know, if there's folks out there that are thinking about, you know, advertising with us or sponsoring this show, I think the sky's the limit. And uh, there's there's so many opportunities. And I think we're going to have so much fun with our ad partners, you know, just catering to, you know, what kind of voice that they want, because they know our show, they know what they're getting with us. And we cover off a lot of womanhood. We are talking multi-generational here. Like, love it. I, I love I love listening to you. I mean, Sarah's the only one dating in this trio. So <laughs> I'm dating myself right now for the record. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I love the fact that you, you're, you've been open to speak to that and talk oh, about, yeah. you know, getting out there and, you know, whether it's your sister's wedding or, you know, the stuff that Caitlin has been through in the last couple oh, of years gosh. has just... It defies, Inspiring. yeah, what the human heart endures, how we go forward. You know, I think your story, Caitlin, was so inspiring for everyone that knows you, not only your friends and your family, but the listeners and, and the, the fans of the show, how you let people in and what you and Kyle went through and Sam went through, uh, you know, the, the son that you, that you lost. And uh, that's been inspiring. To see, because I think we have to be transparent and we have to share our grief. A grief shared is a grief lessened. Yeah, I agree with that statement. And we don't get to talk about grief enough because it's hard. Yeah. Um, and people don't want to uh, deal with it until they're thrust into it, which is fair. But I also want to point out that like, when we started our fundraiser after Sam died yes. for Mount Sinai, for Women's and Infants Health at Mount Sinai, um, I was blown away. Like The people at Sinai were blown away. I mean, and they have fundraising happen all the time. Because they said, you know, the majority of your donations came in and like, you know, $10 here, $20 there. And then it amounts to over $40,000. So wonderful. That happened fast. And and that's, that's the power really of the listeners and, and their loyalty and just the kind of, like you said, Jen, you want to bring the right people along with you. So uh, I look forward to continuing to get to talk to everybody, including you two and it's just, it's a very exciting time. It is. Well, I guess we'll, we'll just, we'll just leave it there. And it feels liberating. You have to trust how you feel. And I don't know about you guys. Well, I do know about you guys, but it just feels good in my heart. <laughs> it feels very freeing. And uh, we've got the we've got the greatest listeners out there. And Sarah's sticking her finger in the air, and it's not the middle one. So all I want to say is janardenpod.com. You can sign up for a newsletter there. And all our socials are the same. Nothing changes. Yeah. Jan Arden Pod on Instagram, Jan Arden Pod on Twitter. I believe we have a Jan Arden Pod on Threads. Yeah. Uh, and we have a Jan Arden Pod on uh, YouTube. So yeah. don't dismay. None of that stuff is changing. That's all ours, lock, stock, and barrel. So thank you. For listening, Caitlin Green, Sarah Burke, love you guys. We will see you next week. As always, totally do.
This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.